This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishev and Mike Tasty McDole, along with special guest Jonathan Plise. Now, here's Jamil. Hey, howdy. Hey, my Brewing brothers and sisters. Hey, everybody. That's Jamil. I'm Tasty. The Tasticle. You have landed at Brewing with Style. <laughs> And podcasting with style. That's yes. Some style. There's, there's so much style going on in here. It's amazing. You got any new styles coming up at the brewery? Are you going to make an IPA forever? I saw someone else wearing an Evil 3 shirt today. Oh, I'm wearing an Evil 3 shirt, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's not quite, a lot of those. Quite popular. I kind of wish I had one. I mean, had it, that had that beer more often than once a year. That's coming up. We'll, we'll oh yeah, here here comes right around. Super Bowl, Super Bowl day before Super Bowl. No, uh, it's funny you mention that. Um, we're just gonna go ahead and brew an IPA, okay, <laughs> or a batch of IPA. So that, most people that's the first beer they make. It's gonna be the last one. Well, we ran out of the uh, oh, evil the... evil bee, the honey IPA. Oh yeah, that was a pretty big hit, right? Everybody loves that. Yeah, that what they liked. The, yeah. And so uh, we're. Uh, yeah, Chris is like, you know, well, what do you want to brew now? I'm like, yeah, let's just brew an IPA, sure. And then we're doing a session IPA too. We're oh, giving nice. in. We're completely. We're selling You're out. Selling. We're selling out. <laughs> selling in. That means the business. Come on. <laughs> uh, I gave you. I'd be giving you shit. We were doing all the off styles. Going. Well, there's plenty of IPAs out there. We don't want to make one. Right. Shit, make a good one. Right. That's well, what we drink. And you know, now that we've made a lot of other really uh, interesting beers, yes, I agree. Um, and I was going through the list the other day. And there's like forty different, you know, really uh, very widely varying beers. Um, I was like, oh well, all right. You know, if people want IPA. Let's brew an IPA. So I, I don't feel so bad about it now. We're, but the IPA is going to have uh, Columbus. Uh, Columbus, and uh, these are hops you must have because uh, there's no point. Oh, Columbus, that reminds me. Yeah, Centennial oh. and um, oh yeah, I think uh, Simcoe. Yeah, and then uh, the Centennial in the middle. I love that in the middle. Yeah, this, yeah. the the session IPA is going to be uh, Amarillo uh, Mosaic. Nice. There you go. And Good. we know how to do the session beers and have them nice, you know, like nice and. You, well, uh, with some fullness to them, so they're not all so dry. Exactly, and get thin. some body in there. Then yeah. you can hop it like a right. an IPA. Yeah, so we're gonna be doing that. Well, nice. It'll be a, a lot of fun. It'll be great. Two new beers. Yeah. And uh, you got a name for that IPA yet? Uh, yes, IPA. <laughs> Heretic IPA. Heretic, Heretic IPA. That's right. it. Right. Right. So. Get him saying the name rather than uh, I'll have a cousin. Right. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I I don't even know if we'll really send much out. Oh. I think we'll probably just see how it goes. mainly tap room it. I see. You know, and if somebody wants some, they can have some. That's yeah. something I'm going to try yeah, and sell. Yeah, we're not going to can that right away. No, we are going to be doing the cousin canning here. Cousin canning. Quite soon. That's green print. Same sort of background. Yes. Nice. Except with the green and so the red. So the red. Wow. Yes. So that'll that'll be that'll be coming on here pretty soon. We just hired a uh 
a packaging a, or a uh, shipping receiving guy. Okay. Which is purchasing as well. I mean, is that part of it or just no? no just is just there with the, for, uh, the forklift and, and yeah. pallet jack. Yeah, and building orders and building uh, out and bound and uh, yeah, yeah. breaking down in, incoming inventory of both of inventory all that. Okay. Yeah, right. I mean that's, that ends up being a full time job. No, yeah, that's right. I'm kind of shocked. Yeah. So, who was doing that? You and Chris together, or you and I know uh, uh, everybody. And, Andrew was doing it Andrew before was, him. Brian was doing it. And it ends up being, you know, nearly full time. Yeah, so then you lose a brewer. Andrew wants to be, you know, more of a brewer. I'm yeah. like, well, yeah, that makes sense now. Sure. Nice. Uh, yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. Little by little. A lot of smoke, and I know like uh, Black Diamond outside of town here, they have a small staff, but they do have a warehouse guy. Mm-hmm. They just have to. Right. Yeah. I mean, and the problem with not having one is that then, you know, like things get put away very shoddy. You yeah. know, there's no organization. People just dump stuff because they are hurrying to get back to something else. Yeah. And, just, and it's not their responsibility to find something later. So. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, it's uh, nice nice to finally get somebody doing that yeah. full time. Yeah. We're, uh, we're rolling on it. Getting big. <laughs> Closed on the, the buying the whole building yet? That's what we're, that's what I was doing while we were starting late. I was oh. talking to the bank, and we were in this discussion about the details of, or within a couple of weeks of owning the building, or owing the bank. No, no, that owns no, the no. building. We understand, right? When you say owner, you just means you own the mortgage. Exactly. You, yeah, you that, pay the bill. That I'm the one that they shoot when yeah. when things go wrong. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, you shoot yourself. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll do that before they do that to me. Sure. Uh huh. No, so we we got that going, and then we're gonna do another expansion. We're going to yeah. uh, blow out the the one tap room wall, carry it over like another thirty feet, and then we're gonna put in a kitchen and two multi stall bathrooms. A hot gonna, ki- hot food kitchen? Yeah. Or? yeah. Really? Yeah. And we're gonna go through the permitting than, and all that. Yeah, we're gonna more than double the size of the tap room because we're just out of space. People come down, they're like, "Oh, so what's too busy?" What will the menu uh, be like there? I don't know. Food? French fries? Good food. Good fr- sure. Grease crap? Sure. Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm burger or cold sandwiches? Or? I don't know. I mean, we can do all the I'm going to do a full-on kitchen so we can do anything. I mean, might as well. If you're no. going to go ahead and do it, you might as well just no, absolutely. do the whole thing. Wow. Instead of, you know, just half-assing it. Well, some food trucks are going to be disappointed. I was thinking, so the interesting thing about food trucks that people like, I know we're totally off on it. Maybe this is a whole whole different show, but the thing about food trucks people like is the kind of variety of the creative mind behind the food. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I was thinking, well, I have this kitchen. I could just tell these food truck people, it's like, okay, so, you know, that's your night to go ahead and use the kitchen oh. and just use our kitchen. Don't bring your truck. You know, cook out of here, and there you go. And so we could just put a big sign and a menu for them, and they could, you know, we could have a a variety of chefs instead of. It's uh, a really good idea. You think so? Yeah. Oh, people well, well, like have, have a rotating right menu. So you have some styles. variety and some some other stuff, and and maybe if there was something like real 
in demand or you know something that everybody wanted nacho tater tots you know we could always have those on the menu and make everybody make that too it's like okay you do your own food but you have to also make the nacho tater tots nacho tots nacho tots nacho tots you can do a seasonal i told you nacho tots what you can do a seasonal thing a seasonal nacho tot well no well you could like a christmas tot Christmas nacho Christ- tot? Christmas nacho tot. <laughs> Feliz Navidad tot? Feliz Navidad tot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we entertain ourselves so much. Yes, exactly. That's what I do. That's what I'm thinking. All right, well, that sounds like a major, major thing. You're going to become a uh, place to go out and eat and drink. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we already are. Yeah. We're you're getting, getting kind of crazy there. So, I don't know. I have to hire more people. Yeah. Have to, have to spend more money. As long as it pencils out, go ahead. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and I think if we don't, you know, it's just uh, it's something we're lacking right now. That uh, the food trucks are okay, but uh, it's a little, you know, some, they run out of food and things like that. I'd rather have a kitchen that that could hold more stock and yeah. not run out. We can have. Uh, if I ever had a bar, I always said I'd have uh, like. Two windows, order here, and, uh, well, actually, we go to the window and order, then I would have a staff, you know, give you a number, then when the food was ready, it would bring it out. So you wouldn't have to have a uh, wait wait staff. staff. Exactly. This is how Pizza Port does it. Yeah. And I've always liked the go up and order, and then they give you a number, and they bring it to you. They bring it out. You could be the guy doing the cooking. I mentioned that to the other restaurateurs in the area. They were like, what? I'm like, well, people wouldn't like that. I'm like, you know, the younger crowd would. No, they like the yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's much better than you know waiting for somebody to see you and come around to your yeah, table. The whole tipping model's different that way too. Right, right. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I could even make an app so people could order right from their table. You sit down at a table that's got a number on it. You scan the QR code, up pops the menu. You click, click, click whatever you want. Yep. Swipe your credit card. Done. Yeah? It's on the menu. There you go. I've seen that at places, but they never work. Well, there's always exceptions, and those are kind of hard to... Uh, I don't have them plugged in or something. Include. Oh, yeah, I see. Right. The power is too expensive. Te- technology, sure. yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, well, you know, we should really talk about the show. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. The show. What are we doing? Oh, yeah, we're, uh, we're having a... Light American Lager. Yes, yes. Is it. the 1A category in the old guide is probably like 52C in the new guide. I'm not sure. It no, in the, new, in the new guide, it's 1A. <gasps> Ooh, consistency. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. 1A in both, both, both categories. All right. Um... Uh, I will, since we do not have a Plissé anymore. Uh, John Plissé died. Uh, <laughs> he, he he passed. He gone. He's gone to, for us. Yeah, well, he's, he's dead for us. So, uh, he's, you know, our, our little boy has grown up. He's got himself a career. And uh, he's got himself like two children now. Can't keep it in his pants. And so uh, now uh, he's too busy for us. And so he had to uh, regretfully uh, die. Die, yes. So we we killed him, and he'll no longer be back. So there you go. Uh, American Light Lager, aroma. We will miss our police once again. 
little no malt aroma. Although it can be grainy, sweet, or corn-like if present, hop aroma may range from none to a light, spicy, or floral hop presence. And when you're talking light, you're talking really <laughs> Real light. Really light. Yeah. Uh, low levels of yeast character, some uh, acetaldehyde, uh, DMS, fruitiness. Optional but acceptable. I mean, yeah, you don't want it much. You want it as lager-like as possible, but there's not a lot to hide behind. So it tends to be um, sometimes present. Uh, appearance, very pale straw, a pale yellow color, white frothy head. Seldom persists, very clear, brilliantly clear. You should be able to read through it. Uh, flavor, crisp and dry flavor, some low hop flavor, uh, range from none to low levels, hop bitterness at low level. Balance may vary from slightly malty to slightly bitter, but it's relatively close to even. High levels of carbonation may provide a slight acidity or dry sting, no diacetyl, no fruitiness. Mouthfeel, very light body from the use of high percentage of adjuncts such as rice or corn. Very highly carbonated with slight carbonic bite on the tongue. May seem watery. Overall impression, very refreshing and thirst quenching. Uh, comments, uh, lower gravity and lower calorie beer than standard international lagers. Strong flavors are a fault designed to appeal to the broadest range of the general public as possible. Uh, commercial example is Bitburger Light. Sam Adams Light. Did you know there was a Sam Adams Light? Yeah. I did sure. not. I did not. Yep. Heineken Premium Light, Miller Light, Bud Delight, Coors Light, Baltica Number no. One Light, Old Milwaukee Light, Amstel Light. I definitely looked for Old Milwaukee Light. I could not find it. <laughs> they had Old Milwaukee. Yes. Yep. Well, you know, if you're going Old Milwaukee, you might as well go full, full Monty. You're not going the light stuff. You know. Uh, let's see here. The specs. OG 1028 to 1040. I mean, you know, a lot of other beers, 1028 could be a finishing gravity. Uh, 1028 to 1040, a finishing gravity, uh, 0.998 to uh, 1.008. Uh, ABV 2.8 to 4.2, 8 to 12 IBUs, and our SRM of 223. All right. Let's do this. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll be uh, having our lip-smackingly good light American lagers in front of us. Uh, Right after this. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a Certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerone are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like... 
Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer. Whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the BrewingNetwork.com. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making.
Now back to Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We have in front of us uh, three classic examples of American light lager. We've got the uh, Miller Light. Of course, it just says light, a fine Pilsner beer. Yeah, only from the commercials do we remember that it's right, Miller Light. Right. It's got tiny letters. It says Miller on the side. I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, maybe they don't want to associate themselves with uh, <laughs> light. I don't know. Uh, there's Coors Light, and there is uh, Bud Light. There you are. Um, One's is, uh, never mind. Uh, well, we got uh, the Bud Light and the Coors Light in bottles. We got the Miller Light in cans. I do enjoy uh, having beers in the can. All right, Steve. You're you're up first. Give, well, give us your analysis and your ranking. Well, first off, they all taste like childhood, <laughs> like mother, like your mother. No, <laughs> Come on. kisses from your father. Kisses from my father. Yes, um, I absolutely cannot do the cores. <laughs> it's so, huh? it's it just tastes stale. Even though it's it's probably been cold. Even if it, yeah, there's just something about it. Oh, God, yeah, I absolutely cannot do that beer. Um, huh. I actually enjoy the Miller and the Bud, though. Huh. Those ones are um, okay with me. Huh. Good, hmm. with, good with a burger? No, not that. So, uh, well, how would, you, how would you rank them? I'd uh, Miller first, Bud Light second, then Coors huh. last. Huh. Very huh. interesting. He's hammering that. You want the other can of the mid- Miller? You want to... You <laughs> I give you a pen. You can shot like shoot. Poke it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, tasty. Your analysis of these uh, not, three. Not five so here? tasty. Um, well, um, I don't find the Coors Light as repulsive as uh, Taylor did, but uh, I do find it the third best. Uh, I really do think the uh, the light. L-I-T-E has more flavor. I, I So I'm like down into that a little bit. Uh, I think that's just a little bit more... Uh, what, I don't know how more character would be a stupid thing to say. More rice character or something. Corn or... Maybe more body or something. Huh. I think I could have less... Uh, of course, these beers are all terrible warm, so there's no point... Yeah, you got to have them cold. Yeah. They got to be cracking cold. That's yeah. why they have the color changing yeah. mountain. And have the stuff. blue mountains, right? Otherwise, you can taste taste the uh, worst parts of the beer. I don't know why a beer so light would change so much in temperature, but it really does. So I judge good IPAs; they taste good warm. They all don't. So you're ranking? I'm ranking uh, Miller Light one. Uh, huh? Bud Light uh-huh. 2 and Coors uh-huh. Light 3. Huh. Yeah. Uh, Dylan and I are the same, but you're going to have to... Bevo, uh, your ranking? Oh, I, I ranked these. Uh-huh. Okay, so I thought that the Bud Light tasted a little um, oxidized, a little mm-hmm. skunky. Hmm. Okay. 
Um, the Coors Light, I don't, maybe because I've never had it uh, up against something else, but I didn't realize how sweet of a beer it was. So I thought it was mm-hmm, mm-hmm. pretty f- malt character. There was a lot of malt forwardness. And Miller Light I would, I would is agree with that. just gross. There is a house flavor that is just not acceptable to my palate. So I'm going to rank these third, second, first Miller, Coors Bud. I went backwards, so get it? So, Miller was third. Yeah. Coors is number two. Coors is number two. Bud is first. Bud is first. All right. Very interesting. I would have to say, Bevo, that uh, I agree with you entirely. I'm a smart girl. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you know this, but I'm very smart. If you were, you would not be here working at the Brewing Network. That is a fact. So let's, let's let's really, you know. Hold your horse. Go right to the bottom line there. Yeah, let's let's cut to the chase. No, I I actually I think uh, the Miller has a. I I don't think that the the malt character is stronger than that. I think it's darker, but it's um. What I get out of the Miller is a uh, fusely solventy alcohol. Really, that reminds me of. Um, like steel reserve or you know one of those uh, uh, lower bodied uh, like malt malt liquors yeah like a malt liquor it's got a malt liquor flavor to it that fermentation there this is like well, so it's brewed. these all these beers are brewed like malt liquor right yeah, they're, they're 8% brewed, beer. brewed high and then they they're cut down for the various things but the the cores and the bud do not have that kind of rocket fuel no. edge to them no they definitely don't have that so i mean it's not intensely strong but it's there, and for for me, that's a, that's a that's a no go. That should not be in the style. That should not be a you know that's that's not acceptable for me because that's that's a brewing flaw. <laughs> I mean, you can quibble all you want about the recipes and whether you know you like light American lager or not, but really, it's you know tough to brew, and you know we should be talking about. You know, the brewing and the attention to style and detail. Now, the cores, uh, I don't get any staleness from the cores. I get a little bit of malt sweetness, but I've had it, you know, before where you get that kind of a little bit of a, like a Pilsner malt character. As I said, this is uh, Dr. White's, uh, you know, after drinking, drinking beer. Let's go to beer. Mm-hmm. It even has a subtle yet present uh, hop character. So, actually, you know, I think the reason why I would rate that as second is because that sweetness kind of interferes with the crispness that I would like to see in this style of beer. The Budweiser, the Bud Light, seems quite clean to me. Seems crisp, effervescent. Not as much uh, malt character or hop character, but it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be, that's... That's secondary if, if it's, you know, and... 
No, for they, me, they put nothing seems, in it to make it flavorful. So. Right. For me, it seems uh, a little more cleanly brewed. Hmm. Refreshing. Crisp. I think that's uh, that's well done. And I would have to give uh, the uh, the Bud the number right. one. I would give the Coors the, the Bud number Bowl. two. And I would give the uh, Miller the light. third. So, on that note, uh, Beaver and I are the winners. We, we, we agree. Yes. Right. So, generally, this is how wait, it works. Wait, wait a minute. Wait. This, this is how it works at the brewery, too. <laughs> we'll, we'll, at the brewery. we'll all be sitting around, having discussion, uh-huh. trying to decide on something. Everybody's, or somebody's saying something. Everybody's stating their positions. Everyone's stating their positions. And then uh, when somebody agrees with me, uh, that person and I are right. And then... Everyone else is wrong. Majority rules. Yeah. This is this is also this is also how how the Jamel show works. I don't know if you knew that. I mean, we call it brewing with style, but I'm telling you, <laughs> it's putting up with Jamil. <laughs> brewing with Jamil. No. Yes. Yes. Um, putting up with Jamil. No, I think uh, I think uh, Steve's comments are completely worthless. I think uh, Tasty makes some good points. I think Bevo was just lucid and, uh, you know, yeah. 100% correct. I prefer the term brilliant. Brilliant. I'm, I'm crediting you with being, being lucid. Um, uh, and then uh, me, of course, you know, I'm, I'm just agreeing with Bevo, that's all. I'm way too biased. I've drinking way too many right. warm no. Coors Lights. Well, this, is, this is what I was going to say was... You were so adamant that the cores was so horrible you I couldn't can't drink it. it. I can't. I and I bet if we were to have given you these beers blind, should have done it a blind test. That right, would, you would, would not have known it was cores. You would have yeah. thought it was fine. I should have thought about that. You know, uh, you've got to throw out your preconceived notions of beers and just just you know try to focus on the flavors and the aromas. We will make a beer common sewer of you. Soon. Soon. If not already. And we'll teach you how to, to uh, evaluate beer. This is going to be a great, a great what experience a for you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, already you got a new name. I mean, yeah, you know. I got something out of it. does that happen? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, you're well known as Steve. <laughs> We get you a new name tag. Never just my, told, nick, my nickname's Taylor. I just told one of his coworkers who were sitting back here with me. I was like, I love that he's being referred to as Steve now. <laughs> I do too. Steve's a good name for you. Makes perfect sense. All right. So that's that's how that's how we rank them. Uh, these are easy beers to to get a hold of yourself. They're everywhere. Right. So. I would say for anybody who listens to the shows, even if you want to brew this or not, you might pick these up and just kind of follow along with what we did and see how yeah. our descriptions of things are matching with what you're tasting. Try them blind, and maybe you can right. figure out which one we're talking about. You can like yeah. play and a game within the game. See if you can you can pick out the the characteristics that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I think that's always a, always a, a useful uh, a useful and educational thing. Yes. Speaking of useful and educational. I came and I sat in on the Sour Hour, uh, oh. I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. 
Is that uh, when uh, Lauren Salazar she was, was here? here that Friday? Uh huh. And uh, Alex and uh, and Jay was here because I guess it's his show. It's his so. show. Or right. it's a Moscow show. I, don't forget. I can't tell. <laughs> Moscow was here. I give him a bunch of crap. So it's like old home home day. Yeah. And then, uh, no, we we tasted some beers and had a good old time. And lots of educational information. Yeah. Not nearly as, as wonderful and fun as this show is. No, but, but uh, I'll tell you, they, they're doing they pretty some, good. They got some good stuff in there. Yeah, I've heard it. And they just need to loosen up a little bit. They need a drink before the show. That's our secret. It's absolutely. I is. think I think that would help them yes. a lot. So there you go. I'll tell you what. Let's take a short break. When we come back, I will have a killer light American lager recipe for you right here after this. First Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Saka JP. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened to theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. Long distance information 
see here i promised you a killer recipe for american light lager or light american lager uh this is for uh six six gallons six of work gallons of work five and a half or so into the five and a half fermenter five out six and a half to start something like that yeah Yeah. um you're starting gravity 1038 finishing gravity one zero zero seven, ten IBU. Color is going to be two SRM. Your alcohol is going to be four point one ABV. You are going to uh, <laughs> fruit flies, and you're going to use six point eight pounds of uh, quality American two row. You do the six row. I don't think you really need to. Um, or if you really want to kind of throw some flavor at this thing, you could do the Pilsner on it. But if you're, you're looking say, for, like, competition... Is that typical that they're done with two the row. two row and not Pilsner? Yeah, or six row. Um, yeah. Um, but you could do Pilsner, sure. Uh, an American Pilsner would be a, a good choice. Perfect. Uh, and then um, a 1.7 pounds of flaked rice. Use flaked because it's already gelatinized. Throw that in your mash of 149 Fahrenheit and uh, give it a nice long rest. Maybe stir it a couple of times. You're shooting for, uh, you know, a good 90 minutes to get full conversion there. You're going to uh, boil. Throw in um, oh, 0.6 ounces, about 17 grams of uh, halitau, uh, 4% alpha acid. 
60 minutes. I see any of you about 10 IBUs, according to Rager. You're going to uh, chill that down into the lager range and uh, ferment with uh, WLP 840, which is the American lager yeast. Or you can use the uh, Y yeast uh, 2007 Pilsen. Or uh, there you go. Just want to use uh, uh, lager yeast. Got to have a lager fermentation. Very important. I, I, you can't really do it uh, to, with uh, ale yeast. So you're going to ferment around 50 degrees Fahrenheit, 10 C. Um, you know, let it let it condition, let it settle. You carbonate about two and a half to three volumes. Uh, if you're going to uh, chill it down, a lot of people they're like, oh, I want to you know lager like the classic lagering. You're going to lower the the temperature. One thing I would do is raise the temperature at the end of fermentation. Give it a diacetyl rest. Yeah. Uh, try and clean it up a little bit. Um, you know, raise at least five degrees. Yeah. If, you're at, if you're fermenting at fifty, go to fifty-five. Right. If you're at fifty-five, go to sixty. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, if you want to maintain, uh, you know, a nice clean profile, you don't want to crash cool this. Um, crash cooling the the yeast will actually make them express more uh, uh, stress related flavors, yeah, right? fruity yeah. ester and things like that. Yeah. So you want to are the precursors for that. So you want to uh, slowly lower the temperature. And you do a couple of degrees a day. Uh, you go a little faster than that. You probably go up to like six degrees a day Fahrenheit. Um, but it's better if you take it nice and slow, lower it down. If you want to lager with yeast activity, then um, you know don't dip below forty degrees Fahrenheit, and then. Um, do your lagering there. If you don't care about that, if you think your beer's already clean and everything's done, then you can just drop it down to the, uh, you know, whatever temperature you're going to sell it at. Find it at, yeah. I would drop it down to, you know, close to 32. In a beer with low alcohol, you don't want to go too much lower. You, you can get down to 28 in most beers without freezing it. But, uh, you know. And there you go. And then carbonate and drink. That's that's pretty much how it works. And I didn't catch what temperature did you mash at? You said an hour hour long. Uh, I would, I'd go ninety minute mash. What um, One forty nine because you're going low and you have some starches to convert. Uh, you know, a fair percentage that uh, non enzymatic yeah, starch. And, yeah, and the rice doesn't have enzymes for conversion, so it, it might take longer since the right, base right. malt is providing. You know, yeah, you're going to get to share its enzymes. Malt. Yeah, and. Um, you know, the enzymes in the the base malt actually produce maltose. So the rice starches become maltose. I see. Uh, the the big difference between rice and other grains is that the rice doesn't have all the husk and all that flavor. It's not malted. You're going to get you know, just a clean starch to use in the beer just to, to, to reduce flavor. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. No. you know, a lot of these brewers, they, they'll use rice. Uh, not because it's cheaper. It's actually tends to be, you know, it depends on conditions, but it tends to be more expensive than the malt. And they use it because it's producing the results they, they desire, which is, you know, getting less and less of that malty flavor. They're trying to make it, you know, as sessionable as possible. Right. So, there you go. Make it as light as possible. Get it. Wow. Yep. 
Uh, Hops-wise, you know, not a lot of hops. I think if you if you use, uh, you know, a German hop like the Halletau, you use it in the low levels, like we're talking about. But if you put it in the beginning of the boil, 60 minutes, you will, you know, when it's fresh, you'll probably get some character of that uh, in the beer. Into the finished beer? Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll pick some of that up. Well, again, there's no place to hide, so if some hop aroma does make it through. Uh, right, right. There it is. And you do whatever you want to it, but uh, you know if you're if you're shooting for you know an award-winning uh, version of American Light Lager, I think that's that's a trick. You can use the corn, all that stuff, but I'd avoid it. I'd, I'd stick with rice. I think it's a cleaner, cleaner flavor, unless the, the judges are looking for something not so clean, which they really shouldn't be. No, I don't think it would judge well if it uh, if it had a lot of corn flavor or right. I mean, some corn's okay, some DMS okay, but uh, I prefer the the cleanliness of the rice. That's my thing for this style. Did you ever brew an American Light Lager tasting? No, I did not. It was did one not. that I uh, Steve never took has on. not. We know that for a fact. Bevo, she's shaking her head no. She drank a lot, but she's never yes. brewed one. I was shotgun in a, a case. Oh yeah, she's. And she was probably like... She's done it all. Eight. I didn't have my first drink until I was 20 years old. <laughs> when you started... I'd already quit with that, you by that then. sentence, I was sure you were going to say 12, not 20. 20. Just like a month shy of 21. Oh, you lawbreaker. Smearing off ice. You lawbreaker, <laughs> you. You rebel. <laughs> wow. I didn't know she was such a... Uh, such a bad girl. I'm a bad girl. <laughs> she wasn't always. Right. Somebody apparently got to her a month before Tony for his birthday the heat and made her garage. that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the heat from the garage. Mm-hmm. Just cooked her. Fried her brains. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah Keep coming are. back. I have no idea why. <laughs> I just fuck this shit. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's do this. Let's take uh, one more break. And when we come back, we'll wrap up with any questions, any uh, yeah, anything else call. to say. Sure. 888-401-BEER. There you go. We'll be back right after this. Beer tasting games that train your palate, a brewery locator, and the brand new interactive beer style guide. These are just a few of the awesome things you'll find on craftbeer.com. The style guide is a beautiful example of technology in beer. Browse beer style families or turn on the automatic beer style finder and explore beer through color, bitterness, ABV, aroma, and flavor. It's really the coolest way to explore every beer style besides having them all in front of you. Go to craft craftbeer.com and click on beer styles to start the guide plus enjoy the rest of craftbeer.com the brewers banter blogs beer education how to host a beer tasting and the invaluable draft quality manual tons of great content that makes your beer better visit the new craftbeer.com right now and explore the website that brings you all the passion camaraderie and creativity of the craft beer community craftbeer.com celebrating the best of american beer do you 
know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Blise. It's Brewing with Style. <laughs> All right, we're back. We're back. <laughs> I know lots of homebrewers that make uh, light lagers because they have friends. That's what they drink. They're just they're making right. beer for their friends. Right. I had in the past good skill well. to have. Yeah, and um, and then I decided, nah, screw them. They can just drink what I'm drinking. Yeah, bring them I mean, along. Why? Why am I wasting no, my yeah, time? Yeah, no. You know, once I perfected my American light no, lager, people have asked me to make a beer like that, and I'll just typically make something that's. Has a pilsner character or something that reminds them of that beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, they don't. What, what I'll do for them is point them to the convenience store where they yeah, can just go buy a, their own. Get a forty-eight pack of that. And bring it. They're just like uh, you know, you've heard of the grocery store. They actually sell that beer. It's the best place to get that. beer. You can just buy that there. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm not. I, no, I, I give up making beers for people long ago. Make the beers that I want to drink, and then that's it. Done. Fini. Yeah. Grab a glass, start drinking. Right. Can't please all the people all the time. Uh, I suppose. Oh, okay, buddy. You know. Listening. It's going to be questions. They fell asleep before you did. I'm tired. It's because you're working uh, a couple of jobs. That's right. At that brewery of yours. Yes. I'm the sweep-up guy. I'm the uh, money guy. I'm the brewery guy. I'm the fix-it guy. You're the guy that I pays put, the I bill. Put, I put in, I buy a brand-new 120-gallon uh, compressor surge tank to increase our air delivery system. I buy this thing brand-new. It comes... I spend a weekend, because i got to do it on the weekend because we need air during the week. Spend my weekend putting this thing, putting all the fittings on, getting it all piped into the system, fire up the compressor. Psst. I'm like, well, maybe I didn't uh, tighten something yeah, down. I got it was fitting. Here, we'll fix that. Yeah, yeah you know, a little bit, a little bit of pipe dope. I, yeah. I'm on it. Nope. It is a, tank? It's a pinhole in this brand new they don't test Campbell that? I mean, really? Housefield tank. Pinhole, I, I can see it. I take a picture of it. I'm like, dang! And there's rust inside it too. 
That's unfortunate. They sent you a reject or something that they didn't must not have known it was a reject. Did they not pressure these things up a little bit and a say, oh, test. Give, them a, give, them a, give them a quick five PSI test? No. It's like, I think you'd have to test them at what they're rated at. And the, the dang thing weighs like 400 pounds, so I'm not like, you know, slapping this thing in the mail and sending it back. Come and get it. So I, I contacted them they're like oh you know we got a service guy he'll come out and he'll see if he can repair it or you know validate that it needs to be replaced and yeah jesus christ so i'm waiting on somebody to come out and tell in the meantime i have a tank that goes you're using it we're using it it's you know how many gum or something (laughs) yeah this is that's what chris is saying he says did you try chewing gum i'm like no no well how many psi is this thing at uh, 150. Oh, it's see. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't stand near it then. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking the pinhole oh, could, could turn into like you know, right. I could probably you know put epoxy in the hole, let it yeah, dry just, and hard, uh, kind of drill it and out, then, put a screw in there with some. And yeah. then at some point, you know, somebody was standing near it, and the whole thing come flying out, and you know, shoot him, and because it's it's shoot facing somebody, it's, it's facing. When you stand there, it's like. Aimed at your heart. It's like there. <laughs> you know, there's just like. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't get near that thing. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, if I, well, if I filled that thing up with something, I, I'm sure it would just come shooting out like a yeah, bullet. Yeah, yeah. It'd be all across right. the room. Yeah. 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 So I'm like, yeah, now i got to replace the tank. So I got well, it makes you guy. wonder, like, what if it was just a, a weak spot? Right. And right. The, the whole I mean, the whole tank would rupture. Yeah. Right. I'm not sure about this tank company. Right. So, right. well, they make, you know, tons of stuff. Right. I, I was just like, well, all right. But uh, I do not have anything scheduled to replace it yet. Well, but you know they're like, well, you know, maybe you installed it wrong. No. no. <laughs> oh, maybe it was the vibration. It's just a tank by itself yeah. with some pipes going in and pipes going out. Yeah. It's not on a compressor. Well, maybe it was this. I'm like, no, no, no. It's, it's got a hole, hole in it. Here's a picture. Yeah. And oh. it's clearly an old hole because there's rust in it. Uh, well, yeah. Most old holes are, are rusty. That's not where I was going with rusty, that Rusty, wrinkled. That's what you just said. Fleshy. You walked right into it. Right in. She walked right into the old hole. I don't hole know why you turned that microphone on. I don't understand. <laughs> Every time you just get like. You know that's Here what's going to happen. Oh, God. <laughs> the roller under. And you with your one-liners. Nobody else heard what you, <laughs> did, what you said, but I did. <laughs> That's the whole idea. We're to, that's the, the sub-channel. That's the other channel. That's the channel where you hear all the submarine talk. That's what submariners talk about. Well, I've, you know. They talk about rusty old I've holes, seen a few old things ones. like that. Yeah. You know, because, you know, life on a submarine is the seawater. You're worried about old holes. You know, you're, I, if I was on a submarine, I'd worry about a rusty old hole. So That's fair. Yeah, I'm just saying. Where did you get submarines from? Where, Casey, where? he said it was uh, subchannel. Sub-channel. Oh, sub-channel. submarines. No, uh, submariners. Sub, uh, yes. we're, we're communicating on another channel here. I'm just going to turn my microphone off. See? Yeah. It, yeah. You know your headphones too. That's probably a wise move. <laughs> oh, look, I don't know why they're still in. <laughs> because we're so wonderful. We're just so enjoyable. You know what's enjoyable too. I would highly recommend you check out your local homebrew shop. You know, we got all these great online retailers, but 
don't neglect your local homebrew shop because that's where new homebrewers often come from. Yeah. Our great uh, hobby, if you want to call it, our great passion of brewing, really, and the, and the, the giant surge in homebrewers and craft breweries and all that, a lot of it stems from the fact that those local homebrew shops exist and uh, educate people and and, and no, they're incubators the, for homebrewers and the the hardest level to get into. I mean, once somebody's in homebrewing, well, this show is gold, clearly. But um, you know, somebody who isn't into homebrewing, I mean that that's that store has to convert them from a non-brewer to somebody who is passionate about enough about it. To not just do it once, but do it multiple times. Right. Have success. And and when they do, that absolutely is, you know, a, a, a great thing for the industry, a great thing for the hobby, great thing for all of us, great thing for craft brewing. So, uh, you know, every once in a while, you know, swing by your, your local homebrew shop and give them some love and, you know, pick up something and maybe buy some stuff from them that, uh, you know, you could have bought online, but, you know, you're, you're going to take care of them there and... and you know, try and uh, support them so they can they can help support you because they do they do and you know without the homebrew shops ordering a lot of this stuff and and uh, providing it to the consumers, um, you know the whole thing just falls down like a stack of cards. I think the foundation that yep. homebrewing is built on is the local homebrew shop. Yep, I mean, that's, that's a right. fact. Yeah. That's the foundation. If our foundation crumbles, we're all to blame for it. So you got to go in there every once in a while and. Pick up something, you know, magazine, whatever, just anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, say hi to them, you know, tell people where they're at, encourage people to go down there. So that's my soapbox for the day. Yeah, see what they've got. Yeah. Because sometimes. Well, new things coming out. You don't right. just know. You don't Touchy know. That. Or you can ask them about yeah. stuff. A lot of times they, they're getting in new products and they try them in their, you know, they try them in their back room. They brew with them mm-hmm. before they put them on the shelf. And they're like, ah, you know, it didn't really work out. This was the problem with it. Mm-hmm. Before you go spending money on something that just looks cool, right? You actually they'll try it and, and they'll tell it, tell you about it. And, you know, that's that's another service that the local homebrew shop provides. Yeah. So I think that's that's uh, very commendable. All right, uh, another fine show. Light American Loggers in the books. Right. We only have to do that once. One time. Over. Actually, I've done it twice. I did it with the <laughs> with Police originally. I've done it again. Who knows? Years apart. (laughs) Right. Uh, I think the the first one was better than this one, though. Oh. I'm not saying it was Steve's fault, but it was Steve's fault. All right. If you enjoy this kind of programming, make sure to check out uh, all the great things in the Brewing Network store. Check it out at brewingnetwork.com slash store. There's book. No, there's not books. There's hats. There's hoodies. There's growlers. There's A lot of new stuff there. All sorts of stuff there. Thongs. Uh, pimp, yeah. Pimple removers, yep. all pasties. sorts of good stuff. Yep. Pasties, yep. yes. Yep. Uh, everything that begins with P is Pasty in there. Pasty. Right. Pizza, they got it all. Yep. So check it out. Everything you buy goes to the bottom line of the Brewing Network and helps shows like this stay on the air forever. Till then, Bruce Strong, everybody. And I'm in.